Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired entertainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Folks, welcome to this next episode of Talk Truth. I'm your boy, Mario Evan, and it's a pleasure to be here again. I have a fellow colleague and multi-potentialite here today and someone who I was even on her podcast. And she goes by the name of Dr. Samantha Johnson. And today we're going to be speaking about her journey seeking clarity through 2020, probably before 2020, and some of the steps and the hacks and the different things that she discovered and developed to kind of stay on track. Hi, Sam. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, wow. It's a pleasure. I'm glad that I can be on the other side of the table this time. <laughs> so, Samantha, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you love. Okay. So, I'm Samantha. Um, I'm a medical doctor, completing the year 2019. Um, a lot of persons may also know me as the layman's doctor, which is a, I like to call it a brand now, that I started as a blog in 2018 and has now grown to something I never imagined you now in 2021, where I have my own podcast, um, some YouTube videos, I do actually have a YouTube, and still blogging, but it has given me the opportunity to meet a lot of persons like Mario, some other doctors, you know. Um, and it has also given me open doors to allow me to speak at events and work with um, different organizations. So things that I love, whoa. When I never considered myself a multi-potentialite until our own conversation. Right, right. No, I'm realizing there's so many things that I like. I like, uh, of course, health education, um, but I'm really into, for example, nail art and doing my nails and being able to explore various creative things and going back to writing and going back to to doing other stuff. So I have some things. I have like a bucket list that I want to. I want to do pottery, and now I'm really exploring that side of myself where I'm doing more than just this doctor life and trying new things yeah. and I'm um, documenting quite a bit of it. I love that. I love that. I'm glad, glad to hear that too. I remember in our episode, I remember saying to you that you are a multi-potentialite and then what that, I hope you realize that what you're doing in our podcast is being like a media personality, being a journalist, actually, in some sort of way. And you're like, wow, yes. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Um, this topic, I know, is dear to you because it's your journey and it's also your perspective. But I'm sure people will pull positive things from it. I want you to paint a picture for me. Um, paint a picture of where you were why you felt like you needed to seek clarity. So what was the picture of Samantha that needed to change? Give me the old person or the old scenario. Okay. And well, why it wasn't good. Um, 
So for a very long time, I had a clear vision of, I think, what I wanted to do in medical school. You know, right. the whole graduate, um, do my two years, figure out. That's uh, internship, what, yeah. SHO. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Figure out what I want to specialize in, you know, then apply and so on. Apply but, to specialize, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, apply to specialize. So when I started working, I, I always talk about 2019 being this year of change or maybe realization and then 2020 being the year of change for me mm-hmm. if I have to put titles on the chapters of my life. So in 2019, I started re realizing about my love for advocacy and reaching out to per um not reaching out but advocating for persons and talking about certain gaps and injustices so at that time i felt as though whoa i have a plan for my life but i'm not really feeling that plan so during that time i was feeling very frustrated Uh, i was in this new environment and i felt like i it wasn't where i wanted to be um, I felt as though the vision that I had for my life for the next couple of years wasn't what it was. And I felt a little bit lost. Right. So and you weren't quite aligned, eh? Exactly. So 2019, and, you said it was a year of realization. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, and I described it to you, I felt as though I was swimming against the stream, against the mm-hmm. current. Mm-hmm. So I, everything in my life just kind of felt hard and I wasn't feeling like, where I was supposed to be so towards the end of towards the end of 2019 and more into 2020 when I started saying you know what um I'm gonna talk about things more things that I want to talk about on my social media platforms um especially on my blog and then even with the start of my podcast um I started gearing more towards I started feeling less and less like I was swimming against the current Mm -hmm. and because I think subconsciously I was doing a lot of things to help me find where I wanted to be, but for a lot of it I wasn't being deliberate. A lot of it kind of felt felt accidental, and right. I think I did some introspection at some point, and I said, "Okay, it's time for me to be deliberate and look at look at what is bothering me, and look at how it is that I'm I can reimagine my life and I can." Um, do things that actually make me feel like they're what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's when I started seeking out. Um, just It started really with having conversations with myself and journaling became very, very important for me. All right, Sam, so I'm going to stop you right there. I wanted to jump into that stuff, but I want to ask you a few more questions yes. before you start telling me some of the steps that you took. Uh, tell me a little bit about you becoming a doctor and the reason I'm asking these questions because a lot of times we end up in professions that we can do well and that we may like but we may not love them and we we aren't sure we got there but we end up there um did you always want to become a doctor yes actually um I'm going to put in a low-key plug but yeah I I do have a episode about my whole doctoring journey and how I eventually became the layman's doctor on my podcast called okay becoming a layman's doctor or something like that but when I was younger I actually wanted to be a child psychiatrist and mm-hmm. specifically focus on research and in order to become a psychiatrist you know 
You have to I do have psychology. To, yeah, and you have to do medicine first. Mm-hmm. So for most of my life, that was the path I was going to take. And of course, my sister was a doctor. So, you know, that also um, was a factor that helped me as well. Right. Got into medical school, did a rotation in psychiatry, and I was saying, oh my gosh, I hate this. <laughs> I just did not like psychiatry. So I had about a year or two in med school where I was saying, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, your parents are like, you need to finish your degree. So I right. said, okay. Um, in my penultimate year, which is fourth year, because it's five years of med school, mm-hmm. um, had a course that I'm really grateful for, which is the community health course. Yes. And that's what gave me my introduction into primary care and my introduction, especially into public health. And it was at that moment I kind of rediscovered this passion and this love that I wanted to become, um, that made me want to become a doctor initially. Right. So became the doctor. And so up to the point of graduation, I wanted to be a doctor. Even up to now, I still want to be a doctor, but what has changed is possibly the type of doctor I want to be and learning right. that you can still be a doctor, but there are many different ways I can be a doctor that we really might not be as exposed to in medical school. Because I always thought it was finish MBBS, go into a program, become a consultant. Right, 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 right. So even within medicine, you felt like there was a path that people expected you to take. Yes. But but the nice part about you is that at least you did what you wanted to do and are still doing what you wanted to do, but you're just trying to figure out in what form, what form it's going to take for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hear you. All right, well, that's good to know. And there were the other things that you did growing up that you did well, but you didn't realize that they would have come back around later in your life or... Like yeah, any creative I, things are. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. So funny you ask. But when I was in prep school and high school, I did a lot of public speaking. So yeah. I used to perform at JCDC and actually got a few medals for it in yeah. both English, in both English and Spanish. What school you were at? And I went to St. Diego Prep. Diego, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in high school, I. I again was interested in public speaking again so I kind of w- tried things that would put me out of my comfort zone so mm-hmm. I entered an optimist competition I tried that I went two times because I never won the first year and I said you know what I'm going to try again ended up winning again the second year and then when I was in the orchestra I did a lot of the writing and a lot of the presenting that the orchestra did especially when we had events and then just to talk about orchestra, of course, I learned, I always did music on and off. But what I never really. Were playing? So I know how to, I learned the piano. I think I went up to like grade five or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are eight grades. Right. And, but in high school, I did more of the violin. And even when I went to university, I still stayed with one of the orchestras, which is called the Classical and Jazz Ensemble that they have at the university Mm. and i won't say i'm a great player but But i'm I'm very happy for the experience i've had learning how to play an instrument and absolutely that community that um i was a part of 
Yeah, it's a totally different space and it's a it, it's a unique experience that yeah. you only know once you do it, right? Exactly. And there was just a lot of other things that I did. As I said, I was always interested in advocacy. Really couldn't be a part of the national space until I was 18 or so. But yeah. in high school, you know, prefect, whatever, but I was a part of the United Nations and just some other little groups that I think were were important to who I am now. So public speaking, music, and it's not like your charity, charity kind of aligned and um, and you like to be a team player to some extent, right? Yes. Would you care to share some of the advocacy spaces that you are passionate about? Yes, of course. So that's kind of my whole thing. Though. Okay. I was really, really, really lucky. In 2020, in 2010, in 2010, um, meeting i think that's when i met javion nelson who has been right. a wonderful friend to me um mm -hmm. over the years and then in 2014 when i finished at immaculate and started at university i got involved with uh, a various groups so i got involved with j flag or equality mm -hmm. jamaica right and i got involved with them i got involved Tell people what j flag what j flag represents in our space so JFAC does a lot of LGBT advocacy, right. um, but when you go to a lot of their trainings, it's not just about LGBT advocacy. So it's a lot of health advocacy and just how to become an advocate in general. Right. So they have their specific focus and over the years it has changed and evolved, uh, but it really gives you a nice base to become an advocate in the space. And advocacy in Jamaica is a lot about networking yeah. and meeting other persons. So even through them, I was able to become a, a part of the Jamaica Youth Advocacy Network, which was a group of young people uh, that taught you again how to become an advocate and uh, exposed you to various uh, firms where you could literally learn and learn skills and also showcase those skills and uh, introduce it to parliament and policy making and things like that and know i'm still a part of we change which is women empowerment for change uh where they anything that anything that has to do with women they're a part of so you know now we're talking about abortion we change is gonna has always been a voice on that uh sexual reproductive health rights which for a lot of it affects women uh, right. They're a part of that conversation, but also domestic violence, um, education and employment. We change is a part of that. And yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting some I've done. They're going to come back to you, man. I've just what I what I have found important for me was to look at my interest areas and go out and seek it. So uh, my interest in HIV advocacy, you know, go to go to events that Jamaica um, network for seropositives have and right. been to a few trainings with them so my entire relationship with advocacy when i was young from 2014 to now over those six or more years has been about building my capacity and also being a part of communities that help that i can be an addition to their voice so it's not just all about me, 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 me. Right, right. You give back as well. Yes. And it wasn't... Well, no, Go I was going to say, I, I, went, I, I like that you spoke about other things that you um, function with in terms of advocacy because 
I think that is part of your alignment. And I think maybe when I take you back now to the beginning, it will lead us back to this as well. Mm. Um, I want to tell me what, so you were lost. You were feeling unmotivated. You were feeling flustered. You were not feeling great. So you decided you wanted to find help. What kind of YouTube videos were you searching for? What kind of things were you searching for? Okay. To come out of that space? It, w- it, was, it really was as simple as this. One of my biggest problems was I just felt like I never, I just never had the time. Mm-hmm. So I would Google stuff like, I would YouTube stuff like time management. Oh, yeah. um, and, and particularly making plans for your days or for your weeks and how to do that. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of, I actually, I do it on a separate YouTube page that's, that is really just dedicated to building myself as a person and as a brand so that whenever i get suggestions the suggestions are always aligned to that and it i'm i'm someone who i always have to compartmentalize my things um so i didn't want it to be mixed up with my other youtube video that my youtube page that's just all about listening to music watching stuff so time management Mm -hmm. yes so time management and uh, I did, I looked at a lot of videos that focused on meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I love about it is that I can do meditation for anxiety, meditation for uh, motivation, meditation to help with sleep or relaxation. Right. And, and they all have different, different vibes and energies from exactly, them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And time durations as well. And mm-hmm. as I started looking more and more as myself and as myself as a brand and wanting to build the layman's doctor and things i even started looking at videos like that so um videos on how to write blogs videos on literally anything imaginable so Mm -hmm. my main ones were really organizations and motivation and a lot to do about in looking within and be and look looking within and getting answers from yourself and giving yourself the space to actually acknowledge the things that you really want. And there's so many videos out there. Um, well, I was going to say a lot of people say stuff like that, like looking in and acknowledging what you want. But practically, how do you do that? Like, okay. do you Are there questions you ask yourself? Um, do you sit down and close your eyes and put your hands in your lap and say, what do I love? How does it work? Okay, that's a great question and a great um, a, a great perspective that also persons have. And uh, you know when people say that how oh, they're gonna do put them gonna do work on themselves yes. or they gonna take some time off and, for work on themselves. What is working on yourself? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> and I'm a very practical person, so I have lived by this quote that James Clare has in his book Atomic Habits that mm-hmm. what we what we Lack is not motivation, but we lack clarity. Mm. And what really helped me was actually this TikTok video that mm-hmm. it says that whenever you want to do something, ask yourself why seven mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and you'll finally reach the answer that you're looking for. So, mm. yes, I want to look into myself. I want to be more motivated. But what does that really mean? Why is it when you find it sounds so cliche, but when you find the reason why or you find your why, you're just way more likely to get things done. So right. um, an example of it might be, why do I want to be better at time management? You know, it's because I have 
goals I want to achieve. I'm feeling more, I'm feeling very flustered or I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling tired. So it, it now moves from, yes, you want to be better at time management and it, instead of jumping from, okay, I'm going to schedule every single day of my life, I right. now have the priority places where I want to look at. And mm -hmm. the easiest one to tackle is, okay, I'm feeling tired. Why am I feeling tired? I'm working 60 hours a week or 60 is nice. Like, you know? Yeah, no, 60 sounds like a lot, but yeah, right? Yeah, nice, a, right? Whole, a whole heap of hours a week, you know, maybe I'm on call or I'm at work for 24 hours, two to three days out of the week. Right. And then when I come home, maybe I'm not, for one of my rotations, I just wasn't sleeping, right? Um, but a lot of this you couldn't really control very well, could you? No. So what I did, I can't focus on what I can't control. Right. So I focus on what I can. Mm -hmm. So as I said, yes, in terms of the hours, when I can control that, like, for example, if I don't have to work that many hours, I work, I don't work them. Right. right. But you can't always do that. Mm -hmm. But when I come home, maybe instead of winding down and going to sleep, I'm scrolling through TikTok or Twitter until oh. two o'clock in the morning, have to wake right. up six o'clock. So you curtail that. <laughs> yeah. So it so looking at those things no, I made my room into somewhere that I actually want to sleep, you know. I put the phone down. Some some phones have the feature where you can put a time limit on it. Right. And just right. putting the phone away and winding down, making sure I'm relaxed. And that's where meditation became really important. Mm -hmm. So it's for me, instead of saying this is my problem and this is my solution, you have to have have to look at the different parts that you need to focus in on and say, okay, what are some actionable steps that that I can take? Because to me, self-care is more than just doing nails, going to the spa and whatnot. Those right. help on a superficial level, but until you really quiet quiet your mind and listen to what yourself is telling you and what your body is telling you, you're not going to reach those goals or form those habits that you want. Making the mind quiet is very difficult for many people. And, yes. and I think I like, I like that sentence. I always like it because we are so busy mentally and, and in life too, that we hardly quiet ourselves down. Mm -hmm. um, so I like the fact that you, you've identif you identified many things in your space. So your routines weren't weren't always healthy. You were staying awake late on social media. You didn't like how your space supported your your rest and, your, and you changed them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this you say you found from just like either knowing it in your mind or, or checking videos and, and searching for information. I really want to point out here, because when we talk about quiet in the mind, I feel like persons are going to listen to it and say, okay, Samantha, but how do I do that? Mm -hmm. How do I quiet my mind? Mm -hmm. And for me, there are a few things that I did that help. In the mornings now when I'm driving, mm -hmm. I drive in complete silence, and I actually yes. talk to myself. But I don't talk <laughs> to myself. I don't talk to myself like, oh, you know, today's such a great day. No. I, do, I say my affirmations, and I say them out loud. Mm. I say the things I want in life out loud because it, when you're talking to yourself and you start to ask yourself questions because you say something out loud and you'll be like, hmm, that don't sound right. I'm not, I don't really like that. So say, for example, you know, 
um, just something arbitrary, like, okay, my day today, I'm going to go to work, then I'm going to drive into Kingston because, um, mm -hmm. because I have one, this chore to do, and then I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to say, hmm, should I really go to Starbucks? You know, I'm trying to cut down on sugars. I'm trying to cut down on dairy. Maybe instead of going to Starbucks, I should um, go to a juice bar or not, or just skip it altogether. Right. But I find that when you say things out loud, you give them life. And, and you, power. Yes, and you put them out into the space where you can actually see them and say, this, this is not really what I want. And then journaling is such an important tool um, yeah. where you, you're, it's like you're writing your thoughts down and you're writing a letter to yourself. But more importantly with journaling, I reread my journal entries and then I go back and I actually make notes and I actually say, hmm, this is not really what I want, you know. Um, okay. Do you write or do you type? I write because writing is way more personal. So yeah. I don't type. And then... Yeah. I mind map. I love mind mapping. I have mind a big whiteboard. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I write in the middle. Sometimes I just write Samantha or I write the layman's doctor and I write mm -hmm. a circle and I just write my arrows and I just write the things that I want to touch on. So a lot of times for me, it goes from, okay, I'm going to mind map, then I'm going to journal and then I'm going to do my affirmations and talk right. to myself. So I've completely cut out where I don't listen to music when I'm driving. I take that 20 minutes as it takes for me to go to work to spend that time with myself mm -hmm. and to not think about anything but me and improving myself and how I felt and how I feel. And then also acknowledging that if no one else is going to be kind and forgiving to myself, it has to be me out of Absolutely. everybody. I'm really glad we're having this conversation because in my last solo podcast, I mentioned my, my morning routine, which has changed a lot since the pandemic, especially, and it's similar to yours. When I wake up, I actually stay in silence. I don't check social media if I don't have to, and I don't respond to WhatsApp messages. One of the first things I do, I read a book from Ian Law, which is Acts of Faith for people of color. And it's a dated book, so it gives you like a quote. And then there's another one that I'm reading by Mark Nepo um, about awakenings, and that's more meditation. And I read my day for those two. Then I wake up and I go and walk or exercise. And then while I'm exercising, I'm listening to Joel Osteen because I like his message and it's succinct and it gets to the point. Then before I know it, I'm having breakfast, getting ready. And when I'm in the car, I'm listening to more podcasts. And if I choose music, I'm very specific about what I choose. Mm -hmm. But that whole routine is just so uplifting and empowering for me it really makes my day start off at such a high point my, my energy is set and I never really used to set my energy until exactly. now and, and and I didn't realize I had as much power in setting my energy and I set it and it and it dictates the day and it's beautiful <laughs> yeah it really we, we have I think that's what a lot of us don't realize we're very you can the things that you can control control right. them you can control how you wake up in the mornings what right. you do in the mornings, and it really sets the tone. It really does. Because no matter what comes at you in the day, right. a lot of times you're still okay inside because you woke up and you chose um, to be well aligned. You chose to right. focus on yourself. You chose to meditate. Right, I agree. Um, you had mentioned to me in, in before we did the podcast that um, you sought some information 
from from experts you spoke with friends what kind of conversations did you have with other people and were these professionals or were they just people that are friends who you trust um speak about a little bit about the people around you in terms of support system okay so most of them are friends that i trust mm-hmm. and i have a philosophy that friendships right. should should always add to your life and it's not in a way to say that oh everybody you use people and whatnot but a lot of my friends have characteristics in them that I want to improve in myself. Right. So, um, and in 2020, I really worked on improving my friendships because for a very long time, I was not showing my friends. I mean, yes, they knew that I cared about them and I knew that I loved them and stuff, but I really was not showing, I really wasn't showing them just how much I valued them and how much they meant to me. And I was going through a lot of things by myself. And I also wasn't being there for my friends in the way that I ought to have been. So for a lot of friends, I said to them, you know, hey, um, I know I haven't been the best friend I could have been, but I want to work on a relationship and I want to repair our relationship. And I just took that decision. So one friend in particular, even a conversation that we had um, on Friday, I called, I said, can I call you in the morning? Some stuff really happened. And I know that you're going to be the perfect person to understand what's going on. And I know I had spoken to you about the law of attraction and manifesting and affirmations. And for a lot of people, these things are like, oh, oh, that little you know it's a part of like witch tiktok or it's just yeah stars that's and crystals. but that's sigh about what is Allah's mumbo jumbo exactly <laughs> but i don't think we realize that the law of attraction exists in every everything in every religion in every kind of practice for yeah, christianity it's in prayer things like that and she has done a lot of work in law of attraction and manifestation And so I spoke to her and I said, you know, this is what's going on in my life. I've gotten interested in this um, from one YouTuber, um, School of Affluence is one of them that she talks a lot about it. And for one of the examples, like I was telling her my affirmations, I will, I will, I will. And she said, Sam, no, talk about them in present tense so that when you talk about them, you see them as if it's happening right so i am yes so it's like i am healthy and that way when you're saying these things and doing these things when you have lunch and you're presented with should i have a donut or should i have a um like a salad or a more balanced right. A more meal, bal- right right you often choose a more balanced meal because healthy you is not in the future healthy you is is in the present in the present mm-hmm. so and healthy you is not gonna have a donut not right, no, you know. Not right, no. It's <laughs> not going to have a donut when presented with a more with balanced meal. Like, for lunch, right. I'm going to have a more filling, more balanced meal than, say, a soda and a donut um, right. that I kind of scarf down. And, <laughs> right. I'm, and that really helped because it really put into perspective and it said, who I want to be is not in the future. It's more about who I'm becoming and who I am. Mm-hmm. and it goes back to even atomic habits again i love that book so much i didn't even finish it where it speaks about making small steps has yeah. these really huge results 
And it's not really about setting a goal. The goal should be kind of a byproduct of the habits that you have. So going back to the I am healthy, mm-hmm. if your goal is I want to lose 40 pounds, as soon as you lose 40 pounds, you might just go right back to gain it back because you're, you didn't do a habit of changing how your relationship with food, for right. example. So as good as having the number value attached to it is in terms of documenting, it's probably even better to have a clear relationship. Exactly, and change that habit. And mm-hmm. she, so she made me talk about it in presenting. She also spoke about you breathe life into your affirmations. So don't be afraid of them. Don't mm-hmm. feel as though you are unworthy right or you can't dream big and then again the importance of removing negatives so instead of saying she said she was basically talking about rewording it so instead of saying i don't want to be lazy or i'm not a lazy person because your your mind can't conceptualize negatives so if you if you think of it yeah right, to if, change that whole narrative and say i am an active person i'm a productive right. person i'm right. a person who likes to move about and exercise and whatnot and that way instead of because when you say i'm not i'm not a lazy person you cannot see a picture of yourself as a lazy potato right and but, then reversing from that but when you say i'm active you see yourself as moving exactly and right. so she has been very influential in helping me with that and that's really because in her own life she had taken a lot of steps and this is kind of like a philosophy that she lives by Mm -hmm. and then um career wise one of the reasons why i started a podcast series that i have where i talk to doctors who are not really in are no longer in the cookie cutter hospital system Right. It's because I wanted more information on that. And if you Google something like other things doctors can do, you might get some results, but it's not really geared not, towards right, Jamaica. Right. I was so, honored to be a guest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you it mean. It was so. really great having you. Yeah, no, it so was a good talk. So you wanted to dig deeper and kind of hear the stories of these doctors and what exactly. their lives are like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there have been persons who have said they're not comfortable sharing the story on the podcast mm-hmm. but they also but they're comfortable enough where we can have the conversation right and so i'm able to have those conversations and actually bring it about whether in my threads in my own personal life or probably in future blogs and um talks and whatnot so that has helped me realize very over 2020 it helped me realize that my journey as a doctor does not have to be predetermined, right? right? I remember having a conversation and I asked someone who did um, a public health master's. I said, so did you specialize? And like, public health is a specialty. You're basically an MO3 or MO4. And I felt so embarrassed. Right. Because when we're in school, you know, you if you're not a gynecologist or a general surgeon, then you didn't specialize in eh? Exactly. So public health, even in and of itself, is always kind of seen as an adjunct, something that you do if you want maybe an administrative role as a right, right, right. consultant or senior registrar. But and not, not treated as a specialty for exactly. some. And so I felt very I felt very embarrassed to have asked, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it really brought a perspective and said, wait. 
they are there are parts of medicine outside of this hospital clinical setting that exist and i think a lot of doctors especially new doctors feel right. maybe stuck and they realize and i don't really i don't really want to be a gynae consultant that has to take calls at three o'clock in the morning um or come out of my bed at that time and then even within that outside of those regular regular spe- <laughs> that sounds so rude i know right but, but yeah <laughs> outside of in the, the context the mm-hmm. the specialties that you know about there's mm-hmm. so many more that exist and i really wanted to give a voice to jamaican doctors who have done things outside of the norm and to, to let show. people know that you can carve out your own path exactly. in this thing. You don't, you don't have to walk down this train track or drive right down this track. You can do anything you want to. Yeah. And I've gotten so many messages up to now from persons who are like, thank you so much for um, um, giving persons a voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been you really, know. it's been a really good journey. And I figured, you know, why bother be selfish with it? Because... Other persons are seeking this this yeah, information yeah, out man. as well. And, so. and this is what life is about, right? Life is about helping other people, especially when you got the help already. Exactly. So we, so, we, so we share people's truths, just like what this conversation will do as well. What I want to do, I want to recap and ask a few more questions. So you have highlighted identifying your problems and being honest with yourself and trying mm-hmm. to figure out your whys. You mentioned meditation, journaling, and you do it the old fashioned way where you write because writing is another sense. And when you write, it does something about something about putting it on paper is powerful. Mm-hmm. You mentioned asking for help from friends or professional sources, doing your own research through books and youtube and otherwise tell me about some books you've been reading so you've mentioned atomic habits many times so it's fairly yeah, good i haven't even finished the book you know That's, yeah but what you get so far is amazing it's, right it's 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 really i was first introduced to it on a podcast right and i mean this was a podcast episode that i had watched ye- listened to years ago i think i was still a student or i had just just finished and yeah. I was like, okay, I need to buy this book. And yeah, I, I had it in my list, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was from that podcast. I really wish I could remember the name of it, but it was years ago. I those little snippets of knowledge that he gave, his name is James Clare, that he gave on the podcast podcast helped right. me to form habits that I still have up until now, you know, making things very obvious. Um so one day I just said, you know what, let me just buy the book. Because it had come back up. It had come, it had resurfaced in my mind. I have a list of books that I want to buy and read. So it had right. resurfaced in my mind. I just felt, I don't know. It just, it's like something in my mind said, Samantha, it's time for you to read the book. You are ready to accept what this book has to offer. They always say, you know, books, books present themselves when, when you are ready. Then they'll reappear in your life. It's true. It's really yeah, true. That's, liter- that's literally The alchemist was like that for me. The alchemist was in the house for years. Then one day, I just read the alchemist and it blew my mind. And I'm like, but this book yeah. has been staring at me for years. But that's, that's exactly how I felt like something was compelling me and saying, it's time. It's time for you to, to, to get this. So I bought the book and when I, I'm very deliberate with how I read it. I only read it 
I read right before bed because you know right. when you go to sleep, it, I, I want to think about it when I'm sleeping. I want to cement the information when I'm sleeping, and I only read maybe about three to four pages at a time. So I try to fit complete the the thought. So whether the chapter or the sub chapter within the chapter, right. that's how I read it. Which is why I'm maybe about one third of the way through because but it allows it to digest it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I even, I know some persons might hate this, but I take my pen and I <laughs> write, write in the book. And, and that means that you're not doing this on a Kindle either. You're a paper book so person. I as bought well. a paper book and I have a book light so that I don't have to get up back after I finish it. I can just turn off the book light and rest it down. Re- exactly, rest it down. And I'm able to go to sleep. And usually what happens is that it's, I'm re, re, I end up thinking about what I just read and how I can um apply it to my life before you go to bed and then you might wake up thinking about it as well yes and even nice. just the one third that i've read um i wake i know wake up in the mornings and i make my bed and i put my laptop on my bed and i put the book on the bed because i know when i come home i want to do a few hours of work on the layman's doctor and some other projects that i have and mm-hmm. I, when I go to bed, I know I want to read before I go to bed. So I make it, I make it a visual cue, cue, and that's what the book talks about, making visual cues. Um, Which so, will kind of propel you to doing an action. Exactly. And um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I've actually written what? down my habits. And Is that the Notion workbook, or that's different from the Notion workbook? The no, well... I don't even know if it's called a Notion workbook, but I Notion is an app that you can, it's like a workspace app that you can right. create a bunch of little, let's call them workbooks. And I created one that's for myself personally. Mm-hmm. So I have a home page, and on that home page, I have things like a calendar, I have a to do list, I have my affirmation for the day, and a very important what I'm grateful for for the day. And I have a weekly planner, a daily planner, and then on my to do under my to do list, I even have like my habits written out. Right. But um, the book has exercises, so and it goes back to you have to know what you want to change before you can change it. And it said, mm-hmm. write down all everything that you do, all the habits you have for a day. Circle the ones that you don't you want to get rid of, mm-hmm. or the ones that you're are either neutral, good or bad. And then on another column, you can talk about what you can replace it with or how you can change that habit. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So I, one of my things was I always went to bed without washing my face. I just could not be bothered to do a face routine. And what, what was it? It was because it wasn't easy to do. I was thinking about doing a face routine when I was already too tired to get up out of bed. So my workspace is no longer on in my bed. It's a more it's even where I am now. So I don't even do podcasts on my bed anymore because right. it's work. So I'm sitting in my workspace, which is literally on the floor right beside my bed with a little table. Which is just not in the bed, which is exactly. important. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. um, so after that, and then I made doing my face routine easier, but it's only three steps. I cleanse and I moisturize and sunscreen. That's my face routine because that's really all I could manage. And I put all of them in one place. So I put it in the bath in the bathroom um, so that 
right before I use the bathroom to go to bed, everything is right there for me to do it. Or right. in the shower, so as when I'm showering before bed, it's already right there for me to do it. And it's kind of like, it's no longer difficult. It's already there. So I might as well do it. Sam, this stuff always sounds so pretty in a podcast, which is just nicely and nice and packaged. <laughs> and we also know that journeys are a continuum. So you're always improving. Were there any specific things you did to, to develop the, dis, the discipline? So we're talking about visual cues. Mm -hmm. And I clearly didn't do all of these overnight. A lot no. of them probably happened in steps. So you probably had to create the workspace first before you started working in the workspace. Talk to me a little bit about building that discipline to make the tiny steps to start doing the habit. I feel like I'm going to be so controversial, mm -hmm. but I just, I really don't believe. You just did it? Like I, no, no, no. I don't believe, I don't believe in discipline the way how we talk about discipline. Right. Because I feel but like... This thing sounds about, like schedule and structure. That's what it sounds yeah, like. And, and how I ask it it mm -hmm. feels like... And this thing also feels like saying no to something, you know? But when you're trying to stop eating candy, you don't go in a room and say you're disciplined because the candy is right in front of you and you're saying no to it. It's about removing it from you. So I've had a lot of failures, even up to this week. And I just get up back and I say, you know what? How can I make it better? And that's how I got my, I have two whiteboards um, for two different reasons. One is for mind mapping and one is so I can have what I want to do right there in my face. So, right. and I had to learn um, that for me to do things, I need them to be right there. Um, so I just make things easier for myself. And that's how I stay in quotations, disciplined. I make them easier. I find that if I'm outside of my bedroom, which is something right. I'm trying to work on. So I right. stayed over my sister's house the other day. And because I didn't have the cues that I have at home, I didn't really want to do my nighttime routine. It felt more of a chore. Um, and so it wasn't as easy as if I'm at home. When I'm at home, it's an automatic thing. Um, so my environment is a really important um, part of maintain my habits and what i'm trying to learn now is to carry that environment with me outside of your space but it also shows that it's not that easy it's not easy to do all the time and that no, it's, a it's, it's a process it's a process yeah it's very hard to create that same meditative space in in alternative spaces like when you move into new spaces and you try to bring the habits into the new spaces exactly which is why a lot of people struggle because they're in houses with other people who have terrible habits because they don't live yes. alone. They have a lot of distractions and sometimes it's hard to avoid food triggers and other triggers because so, of the people. I know I had spoken to you about my own food journey right. and I think it's a really good example. So, of course, I don't live, I don't live alone. Um, and, you know, when I was on going on duty, I like to pack for duty and I like to make sure I have various snacks and stuff. But I found that... My snacks, I would buy them for the month, but they would last a week, two weeks. And <laughs> yeah. what would happen is that I kept the bag of snacks, even no matter what color the bag was, right. I kept them right beside my bed. I tried putting them in a dark bag so I couldn't see inside it. But I was, it's, and it's on the side that I sleep on too. So I'd be lying in bed watching our YouTube and I'd say, oh, I feel kind of peckish. Yeah. One snack turns into two snacks or into three snacks. So I said, after reading the book, I was like, you know what? Let me just put them somewhere else. And I was up to today, 
I had, you know, when you go to the hotels, they give you these little drinks. So mm. I brought home a bunch of the drinks and I put them under the cupboard in a cupboard that I don't really go in very often. I only go into it when I need to. And I went under there to pack out some groceries. I got and I said, wait, wait, wait. I have some, I have this drink under here for like the longest while. And I maybe drank it maybe three weeks, a month after when I actually had it. And I, it was at that moment I really, really understood that it's not about saying no and resisting, right. but it's just, if it's going to be in front of you, I'm going to, I'm going to want to do it. So, so it remove the a, temptation. Exactly. It works for good and bad habits. And no, I, my snacks last me the time they're supposed to last me just because of that simple act of moving it to a different location, a different room. And Will. The, once you well, find yeah. those little things, it, it takes a lot of trial and error. And also willpower. Error. So maybe we won't use discipline like we traditionally use it, but there is definitely willpower there too because you mm -hmm. have to resist it. But I mean, not seeing it helps as well. <laughs> yeah. And Some you also are... have to be reminded of what, what it, why you're resisting. The why is important. important. And people, there's another book. I don't know if you had read it, Sam, but it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I read that. It's a good, it's a good read as well. And it is really about trying to start with your why and that your why will dictate a lot of everything that you do in life. But you know, I still struggle to find whys. Um, your why can change too. So yes. that's so remember that why is not static. So but your why can change over time. So I think that has been my problem. My whys have changed. And every time it's time to find the whys again, mm. it can be a little tricky. Try to ask yourself why seven times. Yeah, why yeah, why do I want to still make music? And I, I kind of know a lot of the answers to that, but there's so many levels to it. You can make it, but do you want it to be personal or do you want it to be commercial? And you have to ask all the whys for that. Mm -hmm. and it's, why do I want to still be a doctor? <laughs> I'm gonna do it seven times. I'm taking the advice. I'm doing it right after I come off this podcast. <laughs> I want to know asking you two final sets of questions just to um to come close to our end. And I want to know. So you've made all these changes and you're on the journey. Where are you now? Where so am I now? Where, you were, where are you right now? If you were to just in a paragraph to summarize where you are now based on all these different things that you've done, all the clarity you've sought and all the things you've attracted and all the intentional and deliberate behavior you've made, where are you now? I am where I, this is a very difficult question. Mm -hmm. perfectly time question because it's a question mm -hmm. I've asked myself as well mm -hmm. um, I feel as though I'm at the cusp of change um, right. so where I am now I'm right in the middle of do I continue working on who I am becoming and who I want to be and the person that I see myself to be or do I go back into old habits because I've now reached a point where a lot of the changes that I want to make and a lot of the progress I want to make are becoming difficult and I'm facing things that scare me, um, mm -hmm. especially the fear of failure, the fear of change and just not being comfortable anymore. And that's really where I am right, right, right now. Right, that's right at that mm -hmm. junction where I say, okay, do I keep going or I say, nah, this is fine. I'm good where I am. I'm just going to continue where I am and live a, com live a fairly comfortable and content life. Or do I jump into this scary abyss and face my fears and see what's on the other side? That's in a nutshell. Some, 
is what I know there's no, you know there's no turning back. Yeah, I know, but there's still... But that's how you feel, though. That's how you feel in your body. Like, should I just stay here? Is this enough? Because or do I, do I continue for more? Exactly. Because yeah. honestly, Mario, like, making a face routine and sticking to it, it's easy. That's not mm-hmm. a huge life change. But, you know, having new projects, working on new projects, sometimes I'm like, does it even make sense? Why bother? Is this needed? And should I try? You know, where I'm fairly comfortable, I have a nice job, I work in a great educational environment for me personally, um, and I could I could be happy, I could do this for the rest of my life. And those little coulds are what kind of holds on to you, um, where you're like, okay, I could stay here and I can be content, or I could go after what scares me and take the next step and um, try something new. But I... In again, when I quiet my voice, quiet the voices in my head and listen to what I have to say. Yeah, I already know the answer, and we all know the answers. We're just often very afraid to say yeah. them out loud. Fear, fear is what prevents us from 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 going towards the answers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me give me your final words that you want to share with our listeners. Um, you, we've shared a lot and we've discussed a lot. Um. What, what do you want to tell people who feel lost like you were? Um, what are your final words of encouragement? Ooh, my final words of encouragement is, uh, let me think about this for a little bit. You know, I can always <laughs> chop this part out, the, the waiting yeah, no, part. We're not chopping it out. We're making it <laughs> but I want you to think, take the space to think. Um, because, you know, the, I always think about the listeners and, and I know that when people are listening to this, they're thinking about their lives and how they can relate to their lives and how they can apply it to their lives. Like for me, I know right now I'm thinking about ask yourself why seven times. Mm-hmm. That's at the forefront of my mind. And I'm going to do it as, a, as we end because it is often where I get stuck. And for somebody like me who seems to have it all together, people don't think people like myself will be stuck because we mm-hmm. seem like they might know what we're doing. But me just as confused as, a, as someone else. Um, exactly. I'll, 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 this is not your voice, but I'll tell them one thing. I think um, I always tell people, just start. That's one yes. of my bits of advice. Just start. That's my first one. I'm going to give you the I would say my last parting words are take the time to to, to, to step back, look at your life, and see if you are where you want to be and if the things that you're doing are answering your true desires. Um, because so it's so easy to get caught in the routine of daily life where we just wake up, go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home, get married, have kids. And you don't want when you're at 60 and you finally slow down and stop you realize that you, in quotations, wasted away your life. So no matter at what point you are, just stop, take a moment, look back and look at your life and then ask yourself the question and be open and honest with yourself. Even if it's hard, is this where I want to be and am I the person who I want to be right now? And based on your answer, you know what your next steps are. And it sounds so simple, but it can be such a difficult difficult thing to do 
I have nothing more to say, Sam. Those are the closing words of this episode. And you just drape me up all in one closing. You drape me. Drape you, you drape me and you encourage me all in one go. And and um, thank you for those closing words because that's exactly it. Take the time. And 2020, I think, gave us time. Yeah. It forced us to take the time that we weren't taking. And I think that's why so many of us have new awakenings in, in this new year. Um, Samantha Johnson, doctor, podcaster, uh, soon to be maybe nail designer. <laughs> um, continue to explore the world as you are. I think you're making great progress and, and taking wonderful steps. Thank you for being on Talk Truth. And tell people how they can find you. Give them all your social media and oh, things. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok actually too, um, yeah. YouTube. I think it's so much easier to just go on my link tree. But um, yes. my Twitter is at the Layman's DR. That's also mm -hmm. my Instagram. And then mm -hmm. I also have a, my personal Instagram where you can really get to know me is at the Samantha Johnson. And um, if you just want to get a link to all my socials, my blog, which is the Doctor.com, you can check out my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash the Layman's DR. And you can find all my socials. You are free to reach out to me. I'm very responsive in dms and emails so i'm always open for a conversation as well yes folks hit her up and i'll put all of her information in my show notes so um support samantha johnson a layman's doctor and so much more um i thank you again samantha for being on talk truth <laughs> um while you're here i'm just going to close out this podcast uh so folks remember to listen to talk truth on your favorite podcasting app you can follow us on socials at tlktrth we're now at talk truth without the vowels and you can shoot us an email at talktruthja.com that includes the vowels or our website talktruthja sorry i said talktruthja.com i meant talktruthja at gmail.com or the website talktruthja.com thank you so much for listening this is talk truth a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free thanks sam Thank you. Bye, folks.